You're listening to Fit Girl, your guide to getting in shape, the podcast dedicated to helping you separate fact from fiction in fitness. Stop struggling and learn what really works to get the body you want and keep it. For more details about this podcast and other episodes, visit fitgirlpodcast.com. This is podcast episode number 264. In this episode, leaving the comfort zone, an epiphany and how I stayed in shape and lost fat after three weeks of no workouts. So you may have noticed that the last podcast wasn't really a podcast. It was actually um, a video and it was a short little clip of my what I call epic windy fail. Uh, I did some workouts on location and tried a few different things and it was all about leaving my comfort zone and that certainly did happen because the first live stream workout uh, had no audio. I couldn't really see what was going on because it was so bright outside. So it was a great workout but no audio and then the second one was a great stretch workout and then I got attacked by the yoga mat at the end and that's the clip that was on the last podcast. And then I had two more workouts that I recorded that did not quite come up to par, but that was all part of leaving my comfort zone. And I suppose I'll try to shape those up a little bit and get them out onto the YouTube channel. It's just that one has really bad windy noises because it was a very windy day and I didn't have my usual microphone but uh, I, I tried to cover it up with some music and some editing but it just still sounds horrible to me. Uh, then the other one was again a good workout but unfortunately I was in the sand and it didn't quite work exactly like it would if you were on a natural flat Floor. So it's actually pretty funny, I think, because I'm just screwing up all the time. So I'll have to throw that one up there. But that was, again, another thing of leaving my comfort zone. Um, I stopped doing what I was doing as far as the work I was doing on the homes that we rent and went down to the beach and said, OK, I'm going to do this. And I had my landscaping shorts on and my t-shirt and I'm just all sweaty and scuzzy and everything like that. So that was a huge jump from the regular comfort zone where everything has to be perfect. So my whole goal for the trip was obviously to get a lot done for what I needed to do, but also to, well, it was originally to do a live stream every day, which didn't quite work out because it rained a lot, but also didn't work out because I just had so much more volume of work to do than I realized. Though I did stop those other times, so I guess a total of four times to make an effort at trying to put out some sort of workout. Now, they all didn't hit the YouTube channel, so you know, I guess I didn't completely succeed, but I didn't completely fail either. And so that's why this particular episode is going to be about an epiphany I had when dealing with all of this and about leaving the comfort zone, of course, and about how to stay in shape without working out. Because basically you might say, okay, sure, I was working out because I was doing lots of yard work and lots of this and that and going here and going there, but no actual weight training workouts. And yes, I did a couple of the workouts on the videos. So those to me don't really count as much because they're more kind of like a fun cardio kind of thing, um, not my regular heavy weight training. So to me, those are not my usual workouts. But when I got back, um, yes, I had actually lost weight. I had actually dropped some fat because my friends were telling me how much leaner I looked. Um, and well, I wasn't even trying and I definitely, um, wasn't dieting. That's for sure. And 
it all has to do with the workouts I regularly do. So those types of workouts are the ones that are the key to maintaining your body no matter how long you take off. So three weeks, you would normally think, ugh, going to turn to mush. But no, if you're doing the right workouts, the effective ones that are really going for the metabolism, then yeah, you can take three weeks off. Be active, not necessarily do your regular workouts, but stay active and still, well, get in even better shape without putting forth more effort. And I'll get into those types of workouts later in this episode. Now, I also made another promise to myself this time, fingers crossed I can keep to it, is that I'm going to go ahead and try to get out a lot of this information that I have been working on for years and I've been trying to make the right graphics or the right this or that. And what I'm going to do is actually just jump into it as a live stream class, a webinar, and see what everybody thinks. And basically just start right now by getting it live, getting it recorded, and putting it out there and I'm going to revise it and make it more polished later on. It's just the information is really great and it's just been sitting there for years and I just need to do it. And something always seems to take me three steps backwards in life that stops me from doing these things. So I'm definitely putting my all into everything, the podcast, the fitness makeover project, um, the strong and powerful, everything. Uh, and then of course on top of that, I have some new t-shirt designs. If you haven't checked those out at the um, apparel shop, you should. Um, <laughs> but there's some new new ones that I'm going to be putting up there that I've actually gotten some really great feedback at the gym from. People really, really love it. And I'm, I was actually surprised that some of the big bulky guys actually commented how they liked, they liked it. <laughs> so anyways, um, there's something for everybody in that case. So first of all, if you hear a constant beeping noise, there's construction on the golf course near me and all I hear is the backup truck beeping. So hopefully it doesn't come through on this microphone, but if it does, then I'm sorry, it just it's driving me nuts, but hopefully you can't hear it. So we'll talk first about motivation, which is the epiphany that I had. And that was in the, the effort of leaving my comfort zone. I realized that there's a lot of things I do that I shouldn't be doing. I know that sounds kind of simplistic, but I have a saying that is just because you can doesn't mean you should. And when you start to think about that, it's, well, there's a lot of different scenarios you can use that phrasing in. You know, just because you can wear, I don't know, a parka in the summertime doesn't mean you should. Um, just because you can ride a motorcycle without a helmet doesn't mean you should. And there's a lot of other things you can fill in the blanks. But what I found myself about as I was doing all this work on the houses, um, saying to myself, you know, just because I can paint this wall doesn't mean I should. You know, maybe I should hire somebody else because they'll do a better job. It'll save me time to do things that I'm good at. Um, and I just started focusing on all the things that I do, which is a little bit of everything all the time, and realizing that, you know what, I mean, yes, I can do these, but should I be doing these? I mean, shouldn't my focus be on what I do best? And what I do best is teaching people and training people and giving information. I, what I don't do best is probably the yard work, just because I'm so picky about getting every little thing perfect and it goes on and on. 
So starting to recognize that, you know, yes, I can do all these things. Should I be doing all these things? Maybe, maybe not. I should be focusing on what I do best. And that's why I'm trying to make a really good hard push on getting everything that I've ever worked on that I keep putting aside and bringing it to the forefront and forcing myself to go ahead and do it whether I'm ready or not, whether I have my graphics ready or not or whatever. Um, I do have the location at the gym so I can do these things inside. That used to be a big obstacle because I didn't have that type of um, access and that much time in there. A lot of times there was classes and things and there's not as many so far um, until probably things get back in full swing after COVID. So I, I'm going to take advantage of that because obviously here in Florida being inside makes a big difference because in the summertime it's going to be raining a lot or it's just so hot you can barely breathe. So I'm going to take advantage of that. So make sure that you are signed up for one of my email lists because when I'm doing a live stream I'm going to be sending out the invitations and the information and the links and all that via the mailing list. Um, also, you'll get notifications if you're signed up or subscribed to the YouTube channel, um, Get Fit TV, and that way you'll get the notifi notifications. I think you have to click on the bell or something like that to have notifications sent to you right away when something new is coming up. But as I saw here in this example of making the effort to leave my comfort zone and I wanted to do a live stream workout every single day during this, I can't call it a vacation because I was just busting my butt the whole time, but this trip um, and I still wasn't able to do it for one reason or another makes me stop and think, okay, leaving the comfort zone isn't quite so easy as just saying it and saying you're going to commit to it and even doing it. Um, I did actually, you know, take a couple of big steps as far as videotaping things that um, just, I don't know, I probably would have never done in the past just because I, I know I didn't look right. I mean, one of them, you can't probably see it, but I have paint on my pants and I've got a stain on my shirt and <laughs> I've got no makeup on and I'm just like kind of a mess, but luckily it's far enough away. Um, and of course, you know, this, the settings, the scenarios, all that, they're not, none of them are perfect either because they're either too windy or it was foggy or whatever, but, and I'm still going to throw them up there. Like I said, the one has so much wind noise, I really don't want to, but I'll throw it up there and that way you can comment and say, you know, maybe you'll say like, oh my God, never do that again. This is horrible. We don't want to hear this. Or you can say, yeah, it wasn't so bad. All right. And, and hopefully you can be nice about telling me that. We all get into these comfort zones and sometimes it's just a little thing to change that actually makes it uncomfortable. And for example, mine was having my outfits that were just, you know, either baggy and disgusting or just dirty. <laughs> That's just not normally how I would do something for a video or even go to the gym like that. So leaving your comfort zone can be just little teeny things. It could be even going to the gym at a different time. It could be not even going to the gym, just going outside and doing something. So it's, it doesn't have to be a big scary leaving of your comfort zone. It could just be the acknowledgement of things that you're doing that are not getting you towards a goal. Kind of like what I found I was doing as far as fixing things and all of these things that, again, I'm capable of doing, but should I be doing them? Because they're not really getting me towards my goal and they're really not making best use of my talents. So coming to that realization is another part of leaving the comfort zone because you get so used to doing the normal things all the time 
that, you know, you do forget what is your goal? Do you have a goal? Is your goal having to do with how you look, how you feel, what you say, what you do? You know, a lot of times we get stuck in the day-to-day things and we do. We totally lose sight of our goals and we try to teach our kids, you know, have goals and strive for them and all that kind of stuff. And yet here we are stuck in a rut doing the regular daily activities and almost forgotten about our own goals. Now that also leads us into expectations and being realistic and being realistic with time, which is never easy because I don't know about you, whenever I try to get something done, it always takes twice as long or maybe three times as long or there's some other can of worm that opens up and distracts me from trying to get this one thing done because I have to fix that first and then I can do that and it just always ends up being a bigger project than I initially anticipated or maybe expected and that seems to come true of almost everything we do we're not always realistic with what's involved in doing anything you know looking at weight loss as an example we think that oh it should be easy I do a little of this, I do a little of that, I watch what I eat, I should lose weight. And it's not exactly that simple. And our expectations are that it should be simple. And it's not. So we have to kind of take a step back and say, oh, my expectations are wrong, which is a hard thing to say. I mean, you think you know your limitations and have realistic expectations, but not always. I mean, sometimes it's best to, yeah, make a list, write down and and then take a look. And I wish I had done this myself and realize, ah, that's way more than I can handle. Sure. Can I do it? Should I do it? Two very important things to consider with everything we do. And so when we come up with the excuse of I have no time, we have to kind of look back and say, do you really have no time? Are you expecting it to take longer than you think? Is a 20 minute workout actually an hour workout because it takes you that long to drive there or you talk too much or you know whatever the case may be? And if it is an hour, then schedule an hour, not the 20 minutes that you're actually on the bike or whatever. And the same thing at home is getting up 20 minutes earlier to do something going to be more beneficial than the extra 20 minutes of sleep? I mean, I know I love my sleep too, but sometimes I sit there and realize, hey, you know what? It's only 20 minutes of sleep. That's not really going to do me a whole lot of good, but I'll feel so much better if I get up now and stretch or do something. And this is where I kind of think the whole life coach thing has become popular because you can't always take a look at yourself or your own schedule and see these blatant holes or blatant excuses for not getting things done. We're so involved in what's in front of us that we tend to forget the big picture. So this is kind of going back to goal setting 101 and thinking, okay, here's my goal. How do I get there? What are the little pieces that I need to do to get there. And sometimes we think there's three pieces and there you go. And in reality, it's maybe 20 pieces that we need to break everything down into. So being realistic with your goals and with your goal planning isn't always easy for each person. That's why doing doing it in groups or with a partner or with a trainer or a friend is so helpful, not only for the accountability, but also for the brainstorming and having those second set of eyes or ears or brains that tells you, hey, no, 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 you're not going to be able to do that. That's not realistic. 
And I don't mean that as far as your goals. I mean as far as your time put into the goals. You know, that your friend may say, you know what, you have to pick your kids up after school. There's no way you could do a workout at two o'clock. You could do it at three o'clock, but not two. Oh yeah, that's right, I forgot. So if we do it at three o'clock, this is what you can do and this is how much time you have and you know, whatever the case may be. You know, somebody that knows your schedule is gonna be really helpful with that. Even though we don't like to do it, one thing that's an easy fix is to add extra time to everything you do. Add an extra five minutes to wherever you need to go. Add an extra 10 minutes onto the workout. So you have that buffer time that if you end up not needing it, great, you've got extra time. But if you do end up needing it, then great, you're not running late or you're not pushing or you're not skipping something. So adding extra time is always important because we're never realistic with how long it takes to do something. And to be honest with you, when I do my workouts and I log everything in a book, I always put the start time of my workout and I put the end time of my workout. And that way in the future I can look and say, okay, well this workout takes me about an hour or this workout takes about 20 minutes or this takes an hour and a half or whatever the case may be. I can kind of figure out how long these workouts take so I know that if that's one of the excuses I'm trying to use not to go work out, then I can say, no, nah, it only takes 45 minutes and I have an hour and a half. So there's no reason for me not to do it at this particular time. So it gives you that extra kick to know how long they take and then maybe, well, that's too long for, I only have 20 minutes. So let me look, oh, I'll do this one instead. So keeping track of everything makes a difference in utilizing your time effectively. And even though you have a specific plan when you go into the gym of, of what workout you want to do, that might have to change based on the equipment being unavailable or based on all of a sudden an emergency meeting or something that's changed in your schedule. So being able to be flexible in that respect and change things and realize that, you know what, any workout you get is going to be good, just do the best you can and get something done, then you're going to still be on track. So this is really called adaptability, and that has to do with life and with your workouts and even with your eating. You have to be able to adapt sometimes, balance things out. Sometimes you don't get to do exactly what you want or there isn't available the exact options you want to eat, but you make your best choices. So in our next section on training, we're going to talk about what type of workouts you need to do so that you can take a couple of weeks off and actually get in better shape. Now some of this information you may have heard before because training and having an effective workout is not always the same thing. I mean, you can train all you want, but if you're not doing a workout that actually works to change your body, you're not gonna see, well, any changes. And of course, there's nutrition that has to back that up and all the other good stuff. But the main thing is when you're working out, you have to be challenging yourself. You have to be using the heaviest weight possible and keeping good form and staying within a certain repetition range. Um, there's different repetition ranges for different muscles, but basically keeping everything under 10. So sets of 15 or so is really not gonna impact your metabolism. And the type of workouts that I give my clients and that I do in my classes are based around boosting your metabolism first. And then yes, if you feel some burn or whatever, great, but that's not the point. It's not to build up that lactic acid, it's to boost the metabolism permanently. Because when you do challenge yourself and you do change your metabolism, then everything else is so much easier. 
You really don't have to work as hard to maintain. You definitely don't have to watch what you eat as much. And situations like what happened to me recently, you can take three weeks off. And yeah, be a little active, but miss your regular workouts and still get in shape and lose weight. I mean, that almost sounds impossible. But it's not because if you focus on changing your metabolism, that's what you want. That It's not just to lose weight. It's not just to get in shape. It's to make sure it stays permanent. And the best way to do that is with your heavy training, your large body parts, which isn't always easy to, to get when you're at home, which is why in most of my workouts online, we focus a lot on the legs and on the back more so than the arms, um, especially the back, because that is really your core. I mean, that's what's connected to the front, obviously, but that is also where your lower back, your abdominals, they all work together. So when you're training these larger groups and you're doing more movements that require more of your body to move at one time, like a squat and a shoulder press, you're already working your core. Now, when you add your mental focus into it, then you're going to be getting that much better of a workout. So there's actually a video about what I'm going to talk about on quickfitclub.com, and it might be on the YouTube channel, but I know we're also going to feature it in a webinar coming up, and that is the four F's of, well, working out and changing your body. The first one is called familiarize. So usually you repeat a set of workouts four times because the first time you're familiarizing yourself with the exercise, with how it feels, with how to do it correctly, because of course your proper form is always going to get you the best results. So then the second time you come around to that same workout, your focus is increased and it will get even better through that second workout because you already know what you're doing. It's kind of like when you go somewhere for the first time, it takes you longer to get there because you're kind of hesitant. And then the next time you go there, it always seems like it's faster. Well, because you're more focused, you know more, you know your way around it. Then the third time you do that workout, you're fighting for more. So you may be able to use more weight, you may not, but you're still gonna fight for more, whether it's repetitions or a little bit more weight and maybe a few repetitions and then drop down to your regular weight and finish the set. I mean, there's different ways to fight for more. And then the fourth time, and that's usually when your body's about to begin to adapt to something, and that's why you usually change your workout after the fourth time. The fourth time is finish strong. So by that time, you should have that breakthrough of strength. And even if your strength doesn't change, just the feeling and the power with which you can move the weights, you'll be feeling more solid, which means you're not wobbling, you're just you're very strong, and you feel confident and good in the whole workout. So those four Fs are what makes a difference in your metabolism, in your body, in your ability to take time off and stay in shape and even lose weight and get lean rather than lose weight and lose muscle. So by focusing, familiarizing, focusing, fighting for more and finishing strong, these are the things you need to think about with your workouts. Unfortunately, there's still a lot of misinformation out there on what workouts are best. I mean, I see these things that people show me on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, and yeah, sure, the person looks great, but what they're touting is just completely wrong. 
Um, I don't know if it's just something they were told or something they believe, or I, I just have no idea sometimes because there are things that are just so outrageously, ridiculously um, impossible <laughs> that people still believe just because somebody that looks good is telling them. Um, so I don't know what to tell you on that. Just don't believe everything you see. I mean, it is on the internet, so that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be completely true. And the other thing is when someone's giving you information, are they hawking a product? I mean, at the end of the day, are they really just telling you what you want to hear so that you'll buy something? Or are they giving you their true response to something that they tried or they did or whatever? Um, some people are specially gifted and do get in shape easier than others. And some people have really great spouses that, you know, do all their cooking for them and stuff like that. But that's not the norm. So we have to kind of take things on our own and learn what we can, figure things out, and learn hopefully from my mistakes. Because I know I did a lot of that mainstream stuff for so long and then realized that the magazines were pretty much all wrong. And then I had friends who were actually in these bodybuilding magazines tell me that, no, that's not the workout I do. I just, I just put that in there because uh, I was photograph doing that exercise. I've never do that exercise. And so I was like, wow, all this stuff is really fake. And realizing for yourself that, hey, don't need to listen to everybody else. If something's not working, if you're not in the shape you want to be right now, then whatever you're doing is not working. Either that or you're completely inconsistent. Or it's one of the three components. It's your mindset, it's your training, or it's your nutrition that, well, just plain old sucks. So if you're not in the shape you are now, step back, take an evaluation of what you're doing. And it might be a good time. Everybody's supposed to be getting back to normal-ish um, from COVID. And so maybe you took a lot of time off and maybe it was just the fact that you weren't doing anything. So now is a great time to start and get on the right path for habits, for your nutrition, and most importantly for your mindset. Because let's face it, you know, if it was all about nutrition, everybody would be in shape. It was, if it was all about the right workouts, everyone would be in shape, but it's not, you know, there's that missing component, which is the mindset. And that's what makes the difference between successful people and well, unsuccessful people or people who say, well, diets don't work for me or exercise doesn't work for me. It's no, it does work. You're just not doing the right kind. And most of the time people might say, well, I'm not doing the right kind for my body because my body's different. And sure, some people do have medical situations, but on average, most people's bodies aren't that drastically different. Except if you're a chronic dieter and over-exerciser, then yeah, you've messed it up. You've really lowered your metabolism and your body's ability to process fat. So you're going to have to work twice as long and probably twice as hard to get back to normal. So that's why it's always good not to do these drastic things. Okay, if you fall off the wagon, fine, pick it back up the next day, the next meal, the next minute, whatever. Don't beat yourself up on it and don't go all crazy and totally binge or purge or whatever. I mean, I don't really believe in the cheat day because if you're doing things right most of the time, um, number one, you're not going to have cravings. And number two, that one item isn't going to make a huge difference. So you're kind of setting yourself up for the whole binge purge when you talk about, you know, oh, my cheat day, I can have this, this, and this, and this, you know, I don't know, I just, I'm just not a big believer in that. And you may think differently, hey, that's fine. And that also goes back to, well, the mindset. If you believe that helps you, then it's going to help you. 
if you think a cheat day messes you up, then it's going to mess you up. And if you don't really give a care either way, then, well, why bother? So since we're starting to talk about food and nutrition and stuff, we'll get into that section next and we'll just sum up this whole training section is that for your most effective workouts should be heavy, should be intense, should be focused, should be fighting for more reps, finishing strong, and definitely not a lot of dilly-dallying in between sets. In nutrition, we're going to talk about how much protein is enough for you. And this came up in a conversation that I had with one of my clients who thought they were having plenty of protein. And they really weren't. When we started talking about it and adding everything up, well, she was actually falling short by 20 to 30 grams, which is like a whole meal. And a lot of times there's foods that everyone thinks are really high in protein, but they're not. And nuts are one of those things. Cheese is another one of those things. Sure, they do have protein, but they're not super high in protein, not like chicken or egg whites. And it is a little bit harder to get protein in. There's not as many choices as there are for fats or carbs. So the question comes first, how much do you really need? And that's based on your lean body mass. And in the past, they had always said 1.2 grams per pound of body mass, and it really was lean body mass. So people who were 160 pounds thought they needed 160 to 180 grams of protein. And no, they, they didn't because that's not their lean body mass. So you have to know your body fat or at least estimate it and subtract it out. So if you have you know, 100 pounds of lean body mass, then maybe 120 to 130 grams of protein is going to be appropriate for you. So know your numbers first, and then you can start targeting and making sure each meal is broken down into uh, about the amount that you would need. Granted, there's, sometimes there's snacks thrown in there, and there are also some items that have protein that we tend to forget, like broccoli has 4 grams of protein. You wouldn't really think of that as a protein meal, but if you have 20 grams of protein and then you have a cup of broccoli, well, now you're at that 25 gram, which is a good number for an average meal. Because basically it's been researched that if you go over 40 or 50 grams of protein in one sitting, it's not all going to be um, processed and digested and used by your body. So it's kind of a waste to have too much protein in one specific meal. So shooting for about 25 to 35 grams of protein per meal is a nice average. There are so many different apps out there and books and websites that'll help you track your protein or track your nutrients that really it's quite simple to track them. You just have to do it. So take yourself a couple of days to do that and see what's going on. I mean, are you really getting enough protein or do you just think you might be? All right, so your homework for this week is to make sure that you're subscribed to the newsletter and or the YouTube channel, Get Fit TV, and then to think about your comfort zone and what you might be able to do to leave your comfort zone and think about your workouts. Are they the most effective they can be? And lastly, keep an eye on your protein. Calculate it out for a couple of days. Make sure that you're getting enough protein for your body. And if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, feel free to send me an email or comment in the blog. 
As always, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to giving you all the insights to help you reach all of your goals and to help you get your best body ever. If you'd like additional information on these topics and more articles on health, nutrition, and motivation, visit fitnessmakeover.com, allinoneworkout.com, or coachkira.com.